Hello, everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Anime Arcade Podcast. You might be wondering uh, what you did to deserve a bonus episode. Well, we like you so damn much, we decided to record outside of normal hours to bring you uh, a special spoiler cast. But first, uh, my name's Carlos, and um, I'm leading this introduction, (laughs) and I'm joined here with Logan. Hi, please pay us. Yes, please pay us. And uh, special guest, Cube. Uh, yeah, hello. And even specialer guest, a member of our Discord community who we really didn't introduce, and I feel really bad for that, Ayu. Hey, guys. <laughs> there. You're only special. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, today we, we decided to do a special uh, spoiler cast of Machia. Uh, let's see new movie that we all went and saw so um fellas how are you holding up uh i need a minute <laughs> i'm still recovering <laughs> yeah i i couldn't help myself a couple times in the podcast you if we bring up mostly stuff with family stuff always kind of brings a, a makes me choke up family yeah. stuff yeah are you yeah, certain scenes in there, uh, recalling them even, uh, makes me a little teary-eyed, for sure. And I'm we, just uh, a monster. Yeah, you are. <laughs> we muddled through somehow, though, and uh, yeah, I I hope uh, you guys enjoy our thoughts on the film. Yeah, and for sure. I hope, I hope you go see it, because it's, it's a good one. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this is a spoiler cast. Yeah, this is a spoiler cast. For sure. Uh, with- Without further ado, uh, let's get into the episode. And uh, one last time, I, I profusely apologize for you having to put up with us. Yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> I, I had a really great time recording with you guys. <laughs> Good to hear, man. All right, let's get to the show. Thanks for listening.
I just want to warn you guys ahead of time that it's very likely that at some point during this recording I'm gonna I'm gonna just start crying. Um, so <laughs> if that happens, just ignore me and continue on. I'm pretty sure we just have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was putting together my notes for this podcast, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh no, I don't know." <laughs> um, but yes, we are here today to share our thoughts on the movie Machia, when the promised flower blooms. Um, which we all saw on the 21st of July <laughs> across the nation. Um, yes. Thanks to uh, Eleven Arts holding screenings for the movie. Um, when we did our Anime Expo recap, I did talk about this film because I was able to catch the uh, Western premiere of it. And thankfully, they did a very uh, quick screening for the rest of the uh, the states and i know the uk has gotten it as well um and a really places. comprehensive screening too yeah like yeah theaters that you would not think get anime movies got this movie mm-hmm. yeah there were like nine or ten i want to say in the uh, greater seattle area which was kind of perplexing um but really cool I yeah, here as well in New York. It yeah. was uh, quite a few screenings on quite a few days as well. I think they were screening it till from uh, Saturday to like uh, Tuesday. Nice. Yeah, I think here it was just like Saturday and Sunday, both weekends. But yeah, it was still really cool to see. I do. Yeah, think... we did a couple of showings here too. Yeah. Yeah. How Morgan. many? How many theaters are in Eugene? Uh, <laughs> one. One. Okay. Yeah. And there's one in Springfield. I don't remember if that one had it or not. Gotcha. But it's like this place I always go for these anime movies. So, yeah. it, you know, I saw that they had it. So I honestly didn't really look at the rest of my state. Yeah. Why would you? If you already have the, yeah. the one you need. Yeah. No long trips it's, up to Portland. It's crazy, too, because I, I remember, I mean, unfortunately, you know, he couldn't be here because he can watch the movie because of uh, flight delays. But Jeff was telling me that, like, oh, the theater around the corner from his house was showing it. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. How many people came to the screenings for you guys? Because I believe there were like, I want to say there was like almost no one up until the movie started. And then I think like 15 to 20 people came into the theater. So there ended up being a, a decent number of uh, of people. But our our theater in San Jose um, and it was only showing once in San Jose at the, the Oak Ridge 20 um, in a really nice part of the theater that I didn't know existed, like, you know, <laughs> reclining seats oh, and all nice. like, it even had like heated seats and like, <laughs> wow, I accidentally wow. like, pushed the button for like the, the back heater thing. And I started freaking out because my back started getting warm and I'm like, I might be having like a stroke or something. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> We're good. It's just a heated seat. All right. I'm just an idiot. Um. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty packed in ours. Nice. I mean, quite a few people, but yeah, I mean, for me it was like thirty or forty people. I think um, it was at least half the theater was there. Wow, nice, including my mom and me, maybe ten. Okay, so average yeah. for <laughs> our theater that that never advertises anything, and like if you don't know about it, how are you gonna go and see it? Yeah. Uh, other interesting thing too was of the other like eight or so people, 
I'm pretty sure most of them are older than me, including like this one elderly couple. Interesting. So, I don't wow, know if they yeah, want, you know, like that's cool, but I wonder how they heard about it. Yeah, maybe they go to like every Fathom event screening of anything, no matter what it is. Could be. So. Yeah, I was I was thinking too. Like maybe it's like a matinee thing where they just saw it and they're like, "Oh, let's see what this is." Because like every screening was like right around the same time, and for me that was that was matinee. I got like those mm-hmm. tickets were cheap. I was like, "Awesome!" I was actually really surprised because usually I have to pay like around fifteen dollars for an anime movie, but mm-hmm. this was uh, as you said, matinee prices. Yeah, it was really nice. nice. Um, but yeah, why don't we get into uh, the film itself? Uh, this was directed and uh, written by Mario Okada, who uh, this was her you know directorial debut, as I mentioned on the uh, Anime Expo recap. Um, she's done Toradora, Anohana, um, A Wool in the Sea, Anthem of the Heart. The list goes on and on. She's very prolific in the uh, the writing scene for anime. Um, it was done by Studio PA Works, which. Uh, I found out I, I had no idea what PA works stood for, and it just left my mind as well. I cannot remember it. Oh no, this is good recording. Yeah, I have no idea either. So, <laughs> quick um, to Google. Yeah, I'm googling it. I'm, We're uh, all going to find out right now. Listener, you Google. You Google along with animation works. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So I never knew what that stood for, um, but now now I do. So that's cool. Um, and, uh, I guess I'll just read the synopsis off of, uh, my anime list for the film. Seems like the easiest way to kind of just get the gist of everything. Um, the story begins with Makia, who is from a family where all members stop aging in their mid teens. Uh, what were they called? The, the Yorfs, the Lorfs, something like that. Yorfs. Yorfs. Yeah. Yolfs. Yeah. Yolfs. I think that's what it was. Yolfs. Uh, she has no parents. And although her days are peaceful and she feels lonely, uh, their peace is shattered when an army invades, seeking the secret to her people's immortality. Lelia, the most beautiful girl in her clan, is taken away, and the boy Machia has secret feelings for her, also disappears. Machia is able to escape, but she loses her friends in her home. Wandering alone in the forest, she finds Ariel, a baby boy who has lost his parents. The story follows the changing relationship between the two as Ariel grows up and Machia does not. Point uh, of order. Does she technically escape? She doesn't. Or she's just kind of like... like she's just kind of carried out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't like intentionally uh, escape, but uh, she yeah. managed to get away from the fighting. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, just a heads up if you've gotten to this point and not realized it, but this is just going to be a full-on spoiler cast. So if you don't <laughs> want this movie spoiled... Do not listen. Please go watch this Please movie blind. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the less you know, the better. Yeah. For sure. I didn't know anything going into it. Recommending it. Yeah. So. yeah. And for sure, this is the type of movie where you want to go in blind. Yeah. Um, but come back and listen when you're done because please. we would like you to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to hear your thoughts. Um, there you go. That's what we want. Yeah. That's what gets <laughs> the listeners to come back. Compared right. to yours. Um, but without the way, yeah, I <laughs> I think it's funny that they say that she escaped when yeah she was basically just dragged away from her home by a dying dragon. It's uh, also kind of amusing because they spell Ariel uh, differently e, than they do yeah, in the character list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's uh, a, f- a few names like that actually in here where they 
there people seem to have different uh spellings of it <laughs> around yeah well it's also like the uh the i don't say weird but the l and r thing in japanese yeah yeah um because i'm pretty sure it's not klim it's krim and it's also not right. laria it's, it's laria. laria um so yeah that's an interesting thing but uh yeah i thought we could probably just kind of talk about some of our favorite moments from the film um because i, I think it's a a film full of very um, heartfelt and impactful moments a lot that kind of stuck with me at least um i think uh related to just the whole her escaping or not mm-hmm. i have to say uh thinking back i will it's one of those many scenes uh that i would just love to have hanging on my wall but the uh sunset shot of the dragon flying over the valley with the fog and the smoke yeah. coming off the dragon. It's probably one of the most gorgeous shots I've seen in quite a long time. Yeah, I think you mean sunrise. I think the sun was rising. Was it sunrise? Yeah. Uh, either way. Because it was night when she snuck out. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a very, very picturesque uh, moment for sure. One of many. One of many. It's one yeah. just stands out in my head. Um, they do a good a good job uh, in that scene too of kind of showing and not really having to tell you um, that dragon. The reason it's dying is I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like red some eye. kind of disease. Yeah, red eye. There you go. Red eye. Yeah. They get this disease where I don't know. They're they <laughs> that one when they do when they do tell you about it. That was one of the points of the movie where I was like, really, they're full of emotion and that's why they burst into flame. Okay, I, granted, doctors probably aren't really a thing in this era, but. Um, that was that was like okay, but um, I mean I I understood where they were going with it, but uh, I did I did enjoy the fact that instead of expositing at you there, like when you know the 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 um, Isol and and his men invade, they just say something, so you kind of grabs your interest. I I like that in storytelling where yeah, they something went wrong, just, yeah, and you're like oh okay, you know, and you're mentally you're like I'll store that for later, yeah, because clearly that's something I should know, yeah. Um, I really appreciated the way they told the story uh, in that sense. They didn't want the dragon to go crazy and destroy the tower and everything inside of it. That wasn't the goal. Uh, it's like some extreme form of rabies. Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. Um, um, but it was, I think it also goes back to how the kingdom was being run. Like, uh, they were the the dragons weren't healthy because they were being mistreated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that kingdom was just super scummy that king was a real piece of work and his prince son was a real piece of work as well but as far as we saw like everyone else you know was okay yeah. seems like pretty like decent people oh uh, i mean i think his list of advisors were all scum as well but i think they were more yes men yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah. Were, i mean that doesn't make them better like you know you don't you know, the people, you know, in the Nuremberg laws didn't get off just because they were Hitler's yes men, but still, yeah, yeah they, they were definitely not as bad as the king and his son. They were For just sure. weak. I've really appreciated uh, Ezel's kind of character arc in the movie. Like, you know, when you first see him, and I think this has a lot to do with a lot of the characters in the movie due to the nature of how time works in the film. Um, but we get to see Ezel as like, you know, this young captain of the uh, the army who 
invades their uh the Amakia's clan and destroys everything, mm-hmm. but then, you know, by the end But even the way that they went about doing that, like he arrived, asked to talk to the the leader of the camp uh, of the village, you know, it's like he he tried to be like as formal and I think as un like, as non combative as possible. It's like the feeling that I got from him. Yeah, I, I actually felt that way too. I think that he he did end up attacking, but that was because it was very clear that they were not going to cooperate. Um, and he gave he, him he, as much chances as he could. Exactly. At the end of the day, he he was the military guy. He was the the head of their militia, so he had mm-hmm. to do what he had to do. And and you saw it later that he it kind of uh, tore him apart. What he ended up doing, yeah. I didn't like Esau. You didn't like him. I I, 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 I like it. I, I I agree, but. Just like like I said about the yes men, you don't get off just because no. you were just following orders. Oh, no, nothing. And, like and, he and you guys were like, you guys were like, he was non-combative. He was super combative. He just he gave them like one chance, and he's like, all right, go take him. Yeah, and granted, those were dude. orders, but I cannot, I cannot say, like, you can't just say, oh, he was just following orders. That's, yeah, well, I mean, even that's as true. a military guy, I can't say that. Like, that would, I would, you can't do that. It's more comparing him to like other anime characters like in that same position i mean i understand it's a it's a different time i just personally i didn't like him yeah and and i couldn't respect like his you know oh i feel so bad i'm like yeah well you're a shithead i hope you die (laughs) (laughs) um he did not though unfortunately we don't really know we know he's captured but yeah we don't know what happened at the end um were there any other moments early on that you guys uh, that really caught your guys' attention? Um, I love the uh, the when Samakia finds Ariel uh, and they're wandering and they end up at uh, Mido's place and Maki is trying to uh, feed Ariel the <laughs> goat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't know how boobs work. Um, that was a a fun moment uh, um just going back a little actually to when yeah. she actually finds him yeah i appreciated the attention to detail because makia like again spoilers uh makia finds ariel in the arms of his dead mother mm-hmm. um and apparently the people who were raiding their camp didn't realize that you know the baby was alive so or maybe they just left him to die kind of cruel but whatever um but the attention to detail and the fact that she's holding him and she's died. So, you know, her body has gone into rigor mortis and she's like physically choking her child unwill- unwittingly in her, you know, her literal death grasp. Um, and Machia has to actually break Each her fingers finger. to yeah. pry Ariel out. That was tough to watch. Yeah. yeah. And it was, I think, an effective like later on. Uh, one of my favorite scenes was when Machia is, you know, tending to Ariel after the the battle, and <laughs> she's talking about how when she, when she did find him, how uh, he or how she had to you know break each of those fingers. It was very yeah, it it, it lended a like good impact to uh, the the first scene and the last one, and added a lot to it. I think. Right, I think like something that like, it's kind of the same for all uh, PA works as far as uh, 
as far as I can remember. Uh, but I've when I think of beautiful backgrounds in anime, Hayworks always comes immediately to mind mm-hmm. because pretty much every show they do has gorgeous backgrounds, like regardless of the whatever style the characters are in or whatever. It's uh, their attention to detail on scenery and landscapes and buildings and infrastructure, all that stuff, architecture. It's just, uh, I, I, it's pretty much unmatched in my opinion by any other studio that we see regularly. Yeah. It, it was a, a really beautiful film. Um, and there was great like diversity in uh, location, so we got to see a lot of very interesting and cool uh, backgrounds and scenery and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we go from like their village, which is in the middle of a lake with a giant like. Like, white tower with waterfalls everywhere, in the middle of a valley, you know, to just kind of like your rural farm country to like the really cool like ironwork city yeah that was just beautifully detailed to the capital and oh yeah it's gorgeous yeah um so one moment that i i don't know i didn't enjoy this necessarily but was a kind of fun thing to experience with a lot of people especially when i saw the anime expo was uh, the scene where Makia and Krim are going to save uh, Lelia for the first time, and Makia gets Lelia, and they go down the uh, like the back alley, and Lelia tells that Ma- tells Makia that she can't escape, and you know puts Makia's hand on her abdomen, you know signifying that she is bearing a child, and uh, <laughs> when that moment happened at AX, the entire theater was like. Oh no. <laughs> no. Oh man. <laughs> um it was that was kind of a, a dark moment, but I, I thought it was effective. because uh, I definitely hated made me hate that, that city and those uh those royalty even more. Yeah, the prince and the king especially. Yeah. It's messed up what they were doing. <laughs> um uh, the one thing that I wasn't sure of, like, why did that mean she couldn't leave? She was in the early stages of pregnancy. She that I mean, she would want to leave even more then. Um, I don't think it meant that she couldn't leave. She decided that she was going to stay because she didn't. Uh, oh. She wanted to care for the baby. Um, I think that's kind of fits the theme of the movie about motherhood. Yeah, and, and I think she was scared of leaving with his child because she knew what that would have signified, especially to Krim, um, if she was pregnant with with uh, the the prince's child. So she decided that because she she was pregnant, she had to stay. I I don't know if she regretted that later because of how they treated her. <laughs> I don't think she was expecting them to immediately take the baby away and then lock her up. And never and, let her and, see her. And then kill off her friends when they tried yeah. to rescue her. Yeah. Like like all that stuff, I don't I don't think she expected that. And I, I really appreciated her character arc in that way. Uh, it was it was heartbreaking. Yeah, no, I, but... I definitely appreciated her character. It's just like I don't know. I think I think uh fifty fifty a lot of people do things differently. Uh huh. So definitely. I mean, it's not like she could have hoped for a lot more. She knew what the 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 royal family was like 
Yeah. So yeah. they weren't going to get any better. So I love the, the look in her eyes though, when she, um, stopped easel and his men from chasing after Machia, when she pulls the hairpin out of her hair and she just has like this crazy look as she threatens to stab herself and kill the child. Um, and I also, fierce. I feel like that was also part of it. If she had left, they would have gotten chased even, even more. Mm-hmm. And Machia like, probably could have gotten caught up. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ezel, technically he left them alone until they continued to come after her. Um, because she was doing that. Like he decided he was basically, she was bargaining with him. Also, uh, a big reason why that was important was how there was no heir after the prince. Mm-hmm. They made a point later how, they really need him to have a son, but he seemed to be pretty unwilling at that point to do have anything to do with Lelia anymore since as they never said it, but I imagine that their daughter, even though she's half Eelf, Yolf, Yolf. uh probably doesn't have the same long oh, lifespan. No, they, no, yeah, they, they said for that. sure said that. Yeah. yeah. They did they definitely said that. Yeah. Yeah, because they were talking mm-hmm. about the characteristics of what signifies having that blood um and Menmil had none of that um yeah. she didn't have a cool body temperature rings around the eyes blonde hair anything like that yeah right like so she wasn't like that their experiments so to speak just didn't work out yeah, yeah it failed it failed um, and it, apparently I, it, it had gone right in the past well not yeah that's what i found obviously. weird yeah, because yeah. there was the other half. I'm sure um, it's like genetics, just normally, you know. Yeah. It's just like a 50-50 chance on what gene you get. I mean, the only one that we meet that is half is Barlow, the mm-hmm. uh, traveling merchant. My mom and I were talking about it afterward, and she brought up that she believes that maybe Barlow is the son of the village elder. Elder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, totally thought, possible. I thought the same thing. Yeah, that would explain why she says the things that she does at the start of the film as well, and how Barlow—he's very familiar with the village, and he's gone back and forth. So, yeah. I, like, it fits. It it has a head cannon. I I like it, whether it's official or not. <laughs> um, it puts him in the story a little bit. He's got a place uh, yeah. beyond just random guy who shows up three times. <laughs> Uh, beyond that, though, like going going away from the royal family and how much they suck and that whole yeah. kind of depressing situation, <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed the the time skips. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed I enjoyed quite a bit seeing um, Ariel and Machia's um, progression through the years from like like mother and son to uh, eventually they were kind of like siblings, even though she still saw him as a son. Yeah. I was so worried about where the movie was going at that point. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's like, please don't like fall in love in that way with but the kid you're raising. I, I do was so uh, worried. I, I was too, especially going into the movie uh, because we really didn't know. We only had that like, or I had only seen the one preview for it. Um, so that was my immediately like my uh, concern that that was what uh, Mario Kata was going to go for. And she really didn't. She stayed away from that completely. She walked yeah. the line really well. Um, I, yeah, I feel like we were on the like the the edge of that, right? Yeah, when he comes home drunk and he you know almost you know forces himself on her. 
And I feel like that is why he decides part to, of why he left. Yeah, leave at that point is because you know maybe he is starting to realize that he might be you know falling in love with her as you know someone who looks and looks his age and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I thought that w- that was good. It sucked to see though. It sucked seeing <laughs> get so you know hurt by uh, his decision. Especially but, after like several seeds earlier when he was much younger, saying how he's going to protect her forever. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, and yeah, going back to the pacing, um, I, I really, really appreciated the pacing, especially after the movie, uh, because it, it didn't feel rushed to me, uh, no. especially after the fact. It felt like they she chose the perfect moments in their lives to mm-hmm. um, show what was going on. Uh, and that I feel like could have gone very easily the other way. You you could have very easily lost, or it could have felt two dimensional, um, if she didn't pick those kind of perfect uh, spots. Yeah, she dwelled in some place too long. That uh, could have disrupted it. Yeah, and I think you know, <laughs> they she did good in writing that Machia herself couldn't stay in one place for too long, um, due to her nature. And her, you know, her lifespan and not changing how she looks as she ages. Well, the the nature of humans too. I thought she yeah. kind of nailed it because you see, like in the first the first little bit with uh with Mito kind of guiding her as as her, I don't know, mom senpai, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like walking through the town and seeing the people's faces when they see her. Because now it's like, well, she hasn't aged today. Yeah, and so. Yeah, that that whole like distrust and even the way they the way like going back to the kingdom, I guess uh, the way they describe them, they call them monsters. I'm like, oh, that's so that's so human <laughs> to see something yeah. other and be like, you are otherworldly. Mm hmm. Though I feel like they also showed the other side of that, especially with uh, Lang. Um, he never saw her, even though she, she, she was like, she, he grew up and she never did. Uh, he mm-hmm. only saw her as, uh, another person. Yeah. Um, he never saw her as other or as a monster. Oh yeah. There, I mean, there had to be those kind of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course they were going to be the main ones. I was just saying, you know, I, I appreciated the, the way that they portrayed society as a whole. Yeah. Because, you know, there's some cool people, but there's going to be a lot more that are like, <laughs> you're fucking weird. Yep. So... I was sad oh. we didn't get more Mito. Yeah, after too. They, after they leave, but it is what it is. Yeah, one scene that really set up kind of the uh, plot going forward, I thought, was the uh, death of Mito's family dog. Yeah. I was thinking the same because thing. That's the first time they uh-huh. you, like the whole like differing lifespans because like the the kids were like, oh, everyone's so sad, uh, you know. Because they, Long and his younger brother, like they've known this dog their whole lives, and now he's passing away, and it's like a perfect parallel for what <laughs> what's going to happen with Machia and everyone else. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a great scene too. Like, uh, I don't know, like the the way the the younger brother uh, is, and and laying trying to be kind of the man of the family and you know dig the grave and stuff like that it, it felt like a like a family bearing their their pet yeah 
mm-hmm. do that before. <laughs> um, going past, like, yeah, Mito, Mito's whole arc was cool. Then oh, after Mito, it was they were in the city. They were in the city, yeah. Uh, and then after that, it was the one we were talking about uh, where where um, Ariel leaves Machia, um, kind of strikes out on his own. Um, well, kind of relies on Lang, who they meet up with again. Yeah, because he becomes but, I mean, a, a guard of the the city. That's kind of like I mean it, it it very much it very much follows like the the standard path of a of a kid, you know, like you know, young and and then when you strike out on your own, like oftentimes you're not doing it by yourself. You've it's true. Got connections and stuff yeah. like that. Uh-huh. But um, uh, I appreciated the fact that like we kept up with uh with i mean we were obviously going to but with ariel and machia at the same time and the fact that we got like even though we didn't see her like we hadn't seen her in so long we get dita back who is like at first it's just like this little girl we get like one scene of her and then like it wasn't confusing who she was no yeah that was very clear she had very uh distinct character features um noticeably the the beads in her hair um Mm -hmm. it was like oh okay yeah that's cool because <laughs> that that scene uh, when they're kids, when Ariel's a kid, and uh, you know Dita says it's weird to you know love your mom so much, and then Ariel gets mad at her and makes her cry. Um, yeah, he says something like "I hate you." And, yeah, yeah. And runs yeah. Away. <laughs> when she starts crying, I was like, "Oh!" Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she goes to apologize, and they've left already. Yeah, uh, oh, it's heartbroken. Felt so bad. Yeah, but hey, it worked out in the end for. Her. Um. Yeah, that was you know kind of jumping ahead a little bit. That was one of my favorite scenes. Was post everything when Ariel gets back to their house and you know meets his and Dita's child for the first time, and how Dita you know kind of breaks down and apologizes for uh, saying that it was weird to uh, love your mom. Yeah. Um, that was great. And around, yeah. around that same time, uh, when Machia found Ariel after the battle, mm-hmm. that was probably my favorite yeah. point in the whole movie. Because um, <laughs> I feel like it was the perfect conclusion. Um, and I feel like they really connected there. And you could really see the, the whole their whole relationship over the whole movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. Me too. Yeah, we're all... I think we all uh, all need a second to kind of uh, gather <laughs> ourselves. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a monster, so <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll get over it. Um, <laughs> so since I can talk, um, yeah. I, I think one of the things that that I liked uh, the most too is that the the climactic like battle that we were talking about. Um, it didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel like it was out of place because, I, I mean, it it was. They, they had like what I'm saying is they'd set it up this whole time with um, this kingdom uh, that they're in is using these dragon type creatures and uh, Machia's people as look at how much the gods must favor us or God or whomever, because we have these ancient monsters and such um, that under control, under control. Yeah. Under the control of our kingdom. And so it implies, like, because they, they keep talking, like, we need to keep these because it keeps the other nations in line. So just, like, through osmosis, you're like, all right, I 
I know that that there are other nations that are are vying for control, if not vying for control, that at least vying to take a little bit of power back from this super obnoxious kingdom. And so when uh, Krim like gives them an in, they're like they immediately form an alliance and immediately attack. And I was like, I love the way it just kind of all came together instead of just being like, well, where the hell are this? are these nations coming from because yeah. you've been constantly reinforced with it uh, mm-hmm. over and over again. And the attack uh, is actually pretty brutal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah, God. There's a lot of uh, kind of intense violence in this film. Um, nothing like grotesque, but they don't hold back. No. It's war violence. Yeah. Like um, I'm surprised that, that Ariel survives as long as he does because when he does come back to Dita and that, that was a very impactful scene the first yeah. thought I had was you have a war wound get that dressed You're I was so scared he was going to die yeah. <laughs> uh, and his mom took care of it <laughs> that's like that's the time where we kind of lose Makia for a bit and I wish we had kind of maybe seen a little more of what she went through as a captive of that uh, nation that because after Ariel leaves, she gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. I guess we don't know. Maybe she goes willingly. Maybe not. But it certainly feels like she gets kidnapped. Um, but yeah, I kind of wish. We it feels got like a most of her time was in solitary confinement, though. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, I mean, how much of that now. do you really show? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I I was thinking about that afterwards because both Krim and. Uh, Lately, uh, I feel like their characters did get pushed a little bit to the side in favor of Machia and Ariel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that was like it was a good choice in the end yeah. because they only had two hours and they were trying to show the whole life of somebody. So, and and the way they showed Machia's kind of fear and Lelia's kind of descent into madness is enough of a of a tell that they've been kind of in solitary confinement for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. Right. well, actually, uh, yeah, Ma- uh, after Krim took Machia, there was 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. I found that out later, but yeah, yeah, it was it was 10 years that they were stuck there. Jeez. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Krim really went off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I did really like the contrast, though, between where Krim, he completely lost it and he just could not handle how uh, Makia and uh, Lelia had changed, but I loved the contrast between him and Lelia, who did manage to hold on to uh, her, her, who she was and uh, who she wanted to be, so that when she left, after all of that time, that was like so long, um, she was still kind of able to bounce back, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I wish we got to see maybe what happened with her I after, do too, yeah. uh, escaping from the, the castle, but I you know I think some things being left unsaid is a an interesting thing you know let our minds do the the work. Um, I loved the moment where Lelia <laughs> walks out on that balcony and sees Medmill. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was just kept thinking like nobody jump off like I was. Yeah, oh my I've god. Seen that so scary. many times in anime it's like please don't like jump off and kill yourself to you know because you're sad and things haven't gone right and whatever like, it's like. Point. Yeah. It's it worked out for <laughs> I I, pre- I like how it just subverted my expectations on just seeing so many darn anime. 
<laughs> and just like scenes just this over and over again where they I can't live w- any longer and just jump off. I kind of wish that that there was more of a of a reunion. Because yeah, yeah. Lelia's she doesn't thing, know her. Her, her. Her whole no, but her whole reason for living, was like the, the, the one, the one thing that she held on to was that she wanted to hold her child. She didn't even really hug her. No, she, she didn't she touch just, her. She saw her and jumped. And I was like, that was the one point. Like I love this movie, but that was the one point where I was like, hug your kid. Yeah, <laughs> at least a goodbye hug. Instead, she jumps off, and we get forget me. I'm like. <laughs> What? I don't you know both she... wanted to see each other for so long, and your your message is forget me, forget I, I ever existed. I'm going to leave you to this enemy army. But I don't know if she could have left if she had hugged her. I, I don't think she would have been able to. I, I mean, think that, she... okay, that that makes sense. But don't leave your daughter to an enemy army. Yeah, yeah. that that was that was her life is going to suck. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Enemy armies aren't, especially victorious enemy armies, aren't exactly known for their mercy. Yep. Especially against an enemy who's been, like, the Asshole-y. big bad of the region for, you know, centuries, as far as we know. Yeah, she's getting sold off to the to the nearest royal family that needs an heir. So, yeah, the one th- that was the one point where I was just like, why? Why? Why wouldn't you take her with you? She can go there, <laughs> live in the, like, little fail that you guys live in for until she dies which won't be that long for you guys <laughs> hell take the handmaid too her life's gonna suck even worse she's not even royalty yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i i do agree that uh crims i, I liked his ending like yeah. i i didn't i didn't like that like i i felt really bad for him but god he felt so like such a real character to me like uh, while i was watching this movie i got kind of vibes of some of these other movies where like you get like a, a like a society on its last legs, you know. I'm not sure if you've ever seen mm-hmm. Dances with Wolves or, you know, like those kind of movies where it's like, right. this is the last of these people, and you know, not for nothing. It's because humanity we've done this before. Yeah. We've done this song and dance. <laughs> We're really good at it. Um, but um, I love the I, I loved his character because it felt real. Like I wanted this. This was mine. Our lives were fine. We were happy to die out in peace and his like his descent into madness made the absolute most sense to me yeah that's like yeah this is Everything pretty much was what stolen from him and every time he tried to get back get it back wanted, yeah and like no justice failure yeah yeah that that frustration that comes from from absolutely no justice and then everybody just not not being able to cope with the fact that you can't cope yeah so yeah because no one reacted the way that he wanted them to either yeah 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 so Krim, i liked i like the character i don't agree with everything he did but i i I felt he felt very real to me yeah more real than easel uh but uh the the part like and I, I, I told you before on the podcast. You know, I, I, I'm not joking when I say it's very hard for me to actually cry during when I watch <laughs> stuff. Like the fact that Showa did it for me should say something to those of uh-huh. you out there listening, uh, because I'm 100 percent okay maintaining my composure right now. But the one part where I did start to to get there was at the very end. The very <laughs> end was what did it for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh man, her talking to. God. 
to uh, <laughs> to Ariel. Ariel. So I mean, years pass again. Spoilers. Years pass after the battle, uh, and Ariel has, I guess, lived a whole life. He uh, eighty nine years old, maybe. Yeah, he's he's an old man at this point. He's got like grandkids, and his daughter's an adult. Um, and Machia comes by to see him on his deathbed. And it wasn't that part. Like that part, no. I was I was starting to feel it. It was man. It was that part when she said when she allows herself to cry. Yeah, she's like, "Mom's gonna have to break her promise," and she starts crying. I was like, "Oh no!" Like that's when I started hearing people all over the theater just start breaking out in sobs, and I'm like, oh, "Damn it! Don't do this to me, anime." Yeah, I uh, I took my parents to see the film, and. Uh, <laughs> there were several moments, you know, before that moment where I would kind of like look to my left and see my mom like wiping her eyes and my dad kind of yeah, uh, same. doing the same thing. But man, that last scene, <laughs> my mom's just sobbing. My dad's trying to keep it together, but can't. It's yeah. uh, it's a yeah. it's a. If you haven't seen it and you listen to the spoiler cast, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I understand. There are, there are all kinds of people out there. Uh, and some of you do enjoy uh, listening to spoiler cast to kind of get the feel for the movie because some people don't like going into uh, movies feeling like they've wasted their time or whatever. So for those of you out here out there who are listening who haven't seen the movie, if nothing else, that scene was 100% worth it. And it's, it's not just that. Like, I'm saying everything was worth it, but... If if nothing else, that part is so incredibly worth it because yeah, the, the build-up build is just yeah. it's incredible. The music yeah. swells, the the scenery of oh the the field like uh, flowing in the wind, it's fucking breathtaking. And it's 100% worth the price of admission. Please don't pirate this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> please oh. please give Mario Kata the money she deserves and yeah. PA Works and everybody else who worked on this, obviously. So what do you guys think when she came up and they asked her if she was here to see, like, the little girl's grandfather instead of just, like, father. Just as, like, another, like, massive time skip. I mean, I, 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 I was used to it I, at this point, no? I, yeah. I know, like, when they said that, it just kind of caught my... It's one of those things that catches your ear. It's like, oh, wait, this is not his daughter. You had to do a kind of double granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like an extra generation thrown in there. Yeah. And Machia still looks the same. Even that, though, like... I mean, you can kind of see, like, Machia's people don't age, but you see throughout the ages, like, it's, I don't know, it's it's hard to explain, but, like, the look she, in her eye, she's yeah, less she's naive, like, less bewildered. Yes, yeah, her, the air about her, her mannerisms and stuff. Changes. Less, less they timid, mature, less, not age? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that makes she, more sense. She becomes more mature as a person, Because sure. the look on her face when she's leaving. <laughs> And and Barlow because they're shit for crying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I really liked Barlow's character. I wish I I honestly could could see them making a movie like a prequel movie about his life. Yeah, that would be really it. cool. But um, uh, the look on her face, I'm like, wow, she's she's come a long way, which is just so incredible that they're able to do that with just the way she talks and her facial expressions because she doesn't physically age, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it makes me wonder how long they actually do live because they never give a. a you really don't know. Answer. The only yeah. thing that they said was that the leader of their village was over four hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. over yeah. four hundred. Yeah, <laughs> there's no like upper limit on that. <laughs> you know, like 
2000s over 400. They don't, they don't really get into why they're dying out because it seems like for a long time they were just kind of I don't know if they were alone. necessarily dying out. I think they were... Well, their population was just tiny. Like, a speck. Yeah, I, that could have been... Ever... They never said that that wasn't the case from the beginning. They se- yeah. It seemed more like they were a tribe of people who was who were a very small amount. Um, and at this point in time, stuff was just being kind of grabbed or extinguished the older older ways they had been left alone before as as she pointed out at the beginning the leader of the village pointed out uh they had been left alone completely for so long um and now they're being bothered basically hmm. okay i guess that makes more sense i mean i guess you don't really need to reproduce all that much if you can live several yeah. centuries at a time yeah hmm and they're called the Clan of the Separated. Yeah, for a reason. <laughs> They've been isolated for who knows how long. I just, you know, these what do you call it? Coming at it from a anthropological, you know, viewpoint, like species sure. need to continue to reproduce to it. If you live for thousands and thousands of years, or hundreds of years, potentially thousands, I guess it wouldn't matter that much. But yeah, and they do do a, a decent job of, of covering how there were different types of fantastical creatures and humanoid type people that could do different things does it make it a little extra like fantastical then that Kryn, Machia, and Lelia all seem to be roughly the same age I think they are they were yeah, yeah it looked like it they, they, they grew up together so maybe mm-hmm. it's like one of those things like once every 200 years they have a mating <laughs> season <laughs> <laughs> it's easier if we just train all the kids at once Every 200 years, instead of, you know, like, having to train new kids as they get older. I don't know. Well, there yeah, was that one part, know. too, where, like, like you know, this is just before the attack when uh, Machia spots Krim and, and Lelia in the, the field. And uh, what do you call it? She looks at them and she says they're blooming. And at first I was like, oh, the flowers. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, that might be like a this is their time. This is like they're they're hitting sexual maturity. Yeah, I think that so, might have been what they meant. That's as what well. I took from that. Yeah, so they might be slightly older than she is. Yeah, as well. They, I mean, I think they just stop aging once they hit a certain age. So it'd be like one to two years. It could be a couple years difference, but not much more than that, I imagine. Yeah. Any other moments that you guys want to mention? I was just going to uh, mention the very, very end after, I think it was after the credits, that uh, last picture that they showed. Yeah. Um, I found that really interesting because I read an interview uh, with Mario Kata and she mentioned that that was supposed to show the descendants of the Eolf afterwards. Like basically mm. what happened because their clan was uh, disturbed and basically had to integrate with society. And those were the result of that. And the result of Machia reaching out to people continually throughout her life. Um, so I found that as an interesting tidbit, I guess. I have no recollection of that image at all. Yeah, that uh, image. It's after the credits. I think yeah. it was after the My credits. My mom and I yeah. were the only people in the theater when that came, by the time that <laughs> came around. They didn't show that at the Anime Expo showing. So I guess I just assumed there was nothing after the credits and left. That makes sense, though, now that I think about it, because um, 
I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie and tell you that I can remember the, the picture clear in my head. I just remember it was the air. It, 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 there were like Makia and Lelia were in it. There were a few other people. I couldn't really see everything. Uh-huh. And it was in the the uh, Eolf village. Yeah. 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 But it makes sense because I, I specifically remember there was a part in the movie where um, I think it might have been when Maki was sneaking around trying to get to Lelia. And you hear two guards, and one of the guards is saying, hey, did you hear about – I'm just going to insert a name here, Ralph. And it's like, yeah, he got himself a New York wife. And I, uh-huh. and, and I was like, oh, okay. So that makes sense because clearly, like, when they ran away, I mean, the, the, the royal family didn't, like, gathered all the women. Like, or at least that's what they said they were doing, gathering as many as they could. So where did the rest of them go? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there weren't – there weren't just a few, there, or there weren't just, I guess, two, as it were. Uh, so, yeah, I wish I. What happened to the leader? You know, you don't have no idea. They never explain. Yeah, they, they never, never say. So mentioned her again. Yeah, lots of stuff unsaid, but not anything that detracted from my enjoyment of mm-hmm. the film. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to find that picture. I'm not having any luck. <laughs> no worries, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised that you're not having any luck finding it, uh, well. considering it's something that is probably hard to uh, pirate. Right maybe, now. maybe when it comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's even out on Blu-ray in Japan yet. I'm not sure, yeah. but I don't think so. So, oh, please have English subtitles in Japan. Please have English subtitles. <laughs> If there's one thing that the the what do you call it Heaven's Feel Blu-ray taught me is that those those collectors editions over uh, there are so good. Mm-hmm. Got it. Click it through you my found book. It? Right. Never <laughs> questioned my ability to find some stuff. I guess. <laughs> I'm waiting with bated breath. Yeah, Sorry, I was going to say this is this is great it, podcast I tried, content. I tried <laughs> to like. <laughs> copy it over and but it's like bigger than discord allows oh, i need to uh, like oh grab boy. The, this is this annoying. is why we need like this is where we need sponsors logan this podcast <laughs> was brought to you by joe's bacon mm, bacon by 11 arts please sponsor us oh good lord oh, yeah i wish <laughs> uh sponsored by i don't know good smile company come on give us a sponsor i buy sponsor. i bought enough of your yeah. figures come on now <laughs> buy right stuff here we go Ah, I see, I see. Interesting. Okay. Oh, and there's like a red-haired girl. In the the red-haired girl yeah. is what we I immediately noticed. And the oh, last of the, the dragon people. Dragon, well, well, not dragon people, dragon dudes. only one dragon, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Living out the rest of his days and hopefully peace. Is that Machia with the dragon there? Or is oh, that and yeah. That's probably and Lelia. Can, and you see the tower is still kind of Broken, just broken and overgrown. Overgrown, now. yeah. Oh, it's been several years the since they've been back. Oh, yeah. it's been a long time, yeah. So, yeah, that's a really cool image. Well, I think that uh, that's about everything. I think we covered it all. I mean, we didn't talk at all about like the uh, the uh, the weave the kibiole. Oh, that's yeah. right. That is a that is a central cloth. Pl- that's a central point to the movie, but I mean, 
I don't think you really have to. I mean, it's a central it's a central point of like the character's life and stuff like that, but not mm-hmm. of the actions they take and stuff like that. It, it is, is interesting. More of a, it's a it's something that just the Yulf do as a clan. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like since they live so long, they keep records of things in these cloths. It's just kind of a symbol of that, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's their job. <laughs> nothing else I mean, better to do for thousands of years apparently they make money off of it i mean yeah the, the way i equated it was you know the chinese and the silk road I mean, that's how they made a lot of money for it's their centuries. Art. yeah but yeah it, it's an interesting it's an interesting fact of the world but like other than a few key points like uh the the hebeol that um Ariel makes for Machia, like mm-hmm. it's not really that important. Like she has, oh. she has one that she leaves the tower with, and we don't yeah. really cover it that much, except that she used it to wrap Ariel up, and you know she leaves it with him when he right. passes. So it, it's a, it's an integral part of of the story that way. But like when you're explaining it to a listening audience, it's kind of hard to, yeah, emphasize. It, it's like the Hibiol is like it's a metaphor for your life experience right you know in tangible form i guess it's yeah. like a memoir but, yeah yeah it's a memoir in a in a loom a loomed memoir there you go a loomoir loomoir there you go <laughs> trademarked <laughs> sued <laughs> so what do you guys give this if you're going to rate this film out of five. Um, I, I love this film as much as I loved your name. Like mm-hmm. I could watch it probably as about, about as many times as I've already watched your name and I've only seen it once. Yeah. Um, I'm sad that I, I didn't see it at AX, but uh, I had other pressing matters. Indeed. But I'm glad that it came back and I'll like, I gave your name a five. I have to give this one a five. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Ayu? Um, I would probably give it a 4.5 out of 5. I, I su- really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite anime movies that I've ever seen. Um, but there were like a few tiny things, like uh, CG as well. We didn't talk about that at all. But hmm. uh, the stuff with the dragons was a little a little off-putting. So uh, with that, I, I would take one point off for that. But otherwise, uh, it's, it was excellent. Okay. Eric? Yeah, I really loved it. Uh a high 4.5 yeah exactly like <laughs> i had a, yeah, a couple minor minor issues like here and there like nothing major it's just like when i think of the anime movies i've given fives in my head it's like does this quite get to there it's like not quite but yeah it's uh, it's on the same level of like your name for me too where it's mm-hmm. you know it's really good there's like some little possible like minor plot holy kind of inconsistencies or issues I had, but nothing that really takes away from my overall enjoyment of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just not perfect. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I, close. Uh... It's close. <laughs> it's close. Best thing Mario Kart has ever written, in my opinion. Yeah, I I would agree with that for sure. Um I think I foolishly gave this a four when I uh rated it on the uh recap episode for ax and i did you rate it i don't remember uh yeah me and steven did because uh 
or I think we just mentioned quickly what we would give it, but seeing it again and seeing it with my mom was uh, a truly impactful experience. And <laughs> any movie that can make me cry this much, I think deserves a lot better than I gave it previously. Um, and so I will reform that and give it a five as well because it's yeah i think it's a it's a truly special film and uh one that you should definitely watch with your mom if you can convince her to because i think she would appreciate it as well it took a little bit of convincing because i told her that it was going to be subtitled hmm. like she she doesn't mind subtitled at all it's just like yeah. if she had a pref- she had a preference if it was available dub she prefers yeah. it that way but Afterwards, she told me she's happy that I brought her. See, seeing <laughs> seeing my mom's text messages, I have a hard time believing she could read at all, so I didn't invite her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love my mom. I'm glad she doesn't listen to this podcast. She'd kill me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I think the theatrical run is done as of now, which is uh, sad, but I do hope that Blu-ray, get, Blu-ray. Yeah, get Blu-rays from yes. Japan with subtitles soon, or the Eleven Arts will uh, give us a release. Hopefully uh, soon. <laughs> hopefully soon. I don't have high hopes for that, considering we still don't have a silent voice. Still waiting. But it is what it is. <laughs> um, but you should definitely watch this film when you get the opportunity to, if you haven't already, because it is just so good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, granted, uh, you heard me give it like a few, like s- talk about the points where I was like, eh. But like, the reason I gave it a five is because all like it was the the good points of this movie really just kind of like made me forget about a lot of that yeah. when I was watching mm-hmm. it. Yeah, <laughs> I it, I can't think of anything that maybe hit me as hard as that last moment with Makia crying in anything. So. Yeah, I think that's going to do it uh, for this spoiler cast of Machia. Um, thank you, Eric and Ayu, for joining us to share your thoughts. Thanks for inviting uh, me. Thank yeah. you as well. Yeah. If you would like to uh, share your thoughts with us about Machia, um, you can hit us up on our various social medias. We are on Twitter at anime underscore arcade. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade. We are on Instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade. Our email is mail.animearcade at gmail.com. Um, and hit us up on any of those. We'll get you an invite to our Discord where we can uh, discuss the film in detail in some way. Might need to make a spoiler <laughs> thread f- just for that film if you so wish. Um, or just uh, message. Oh, yeah, or just, yeah we can just straight uh, message us as well. I forget Private that that message. is an option. Um, but, also, uh, for those of you in the San Jose, like California area, or if you're just planning on coming to Crunchyroll Expo, uh, just a quick heads up, I might be going to that. So cool. let me know if you're going as well. Yeah. Um, Eric messaged me, I think, was it last night, two nights ago? Um, and I'm going to look into going to KomoriCon um, as well later this year, so... I look forward and look forward to seeing people there if they uh, go as well. But yeah, 
thank you guys. Thanks for uh, making me cry a couple times. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be a fun one to edit for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, Gambo Ruby, yeah, Gambo Ruby, yeah, do your Rubesti. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Thanks for listening. <laughs> well, I suppose we should leave with you then. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Don't don't let me tell you how to live your life. <laughs> See Peace. you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye.